Hello, and welcome to the Get Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Sharad, and this is episode eight. In this episode, I will be interviewing Coach Billy Teeden, my first high school basketball coach. He works at Plant City High School as a math teacher and as the head basketball coach. He's been coaching for over a decade now. He brought two high schools back on the map, including East Bay High School in Florida and now Plant City High School. I was really excited recording this podcast because I haven't spoken to my coach in nine years. Really, really great guy. Uh, Gives a lot of insight on what it takes to be a good coach, how to coach high school basketball, how to balance work life as a teacher and as a coach family life, what are the keys to becoming a good player, how to balance academics as well as basketball. So let's get to it. Let's get clean. Cool. Yo, coach. <laughs> Wait, you're a little blurry. You, you got me? Now I got you, yeah. Man. Wait, now you're still a little blurry. Good connection here. My dog's going crazy, so hold on a second. <laughs> you got me now? Yeah, man? I got you. Okay. What's happening? <laughs> Nothing much, man. It's been, what, nine years? <laughs> Golly, has it been that <laughs> yeah. long? Time is flu. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no man. So are you? Yeah. Again, so. I'm getting up. How's the family? Good, good, good. So you know, I'm in I'm in Atlanta now. They're um. So my mom and dad, they're still in uh, New York City, but the, but everybody's okay. safe. You know, I haven't had any losses uh, personally or anything like that. So they're 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 healthy, doing well. Uh, I'm definitely good. gonna let them know that I talked to you, so they'll be happy to hear. Yeah, for sure, man. For <laughs> sure. Well, so so. Uh, just to start off, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do you work and everything? Okay, uh, this is going to my uh, 15th year of, as a varsity basketball okay. coach. Uh, coached uh, girls basketball for some time, and but this is now my uh, fifth season, fifth year at Plant City High mm-hmm. School. Um, and then I spent six years at East Bay High School, and I had you on my team as well while you were in Florida. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me, man. That's, uh, and then what about the teaching doing part? This for a while now? Cause I know you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I've, I've been a math teacher this whole time. Uh, actually I kind of stepped out of that this year will be my first year is what they call, it's called a success coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I deal with a lot of kids that are uh, potentially not going to graduate. So try to, get them back on the right track and figure out uh, what they need to do to, to get back right on the, on the right track and get themselves focused and graduated. What made you make that decision? Um, I just love working with kids, man. I love working with that type of kid too. The kid that struggles, the kid, you know, that needs a little extra push. It's just the coach in me. So if I'm able to do that all the time, it's even better. So, hmm. um, Oh, what math did you teach? Because I never got to your level of math. Because I, when I left, I think I had just did geometry with uh, you remember Mr. Good? 
Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah, yeah, he still, was one of my still, favorite teachers, though. He was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Good is still doing it. He's still doing it. Yeah. No, I. it was just geometry, geometry, and algebra. That oh, okay, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like algebra. <laughs> <laughs> um. So where did you play basketball when you were younger? So I went to Armwood High School, and uh, I played there during high school. But then I went to HCC. I played junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a chance to go play at William and Penn. Um, I didn't want to leave. Iowa didn't sound that uh, exciting mm-hmm. or enticing. So I tried the JUCO route, and, uh, you know, the first year was a struggle, and then uh, we had a, a coaching change, and, and uh, you know, my passion for playing wasn't there, but I always kind of knew I wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so then I ended up finishing up at Southeastern university. And at the time when I was finishing up that school, I was also helping as a, as a, as a student assistant, hmm. uh, I helped there on the, on the women's team at that time as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then, um, how did you get into coaching? Like originally, like just how did you get started? I mean, Truthfully, like I, 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 I always felt like as a player, like that I wanted to coach. Like that's just something that I always like. I enjoyed like playing. Like I knew that I wanted to to help my teammates know know the plays, know what they needed to do. Like, and I felt like I could always reach my teammates. You know, like I always felt that coaching me. Right. Um, so when I knew that that's what I wanted to do, I you know I changed my major I was a business major at first, but then I, I went into an education background for that very reason, mm. you know, to get into coaching. And, uh, so I got my first, uh, job at Armwood, uh, my alma mater mm. coaching. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I got my first JV job at East Bay. Oh, really? Because yeah, that was my first, first coaching job. And that was in 2000, 2006 and uh, 2005. So I, I coached, coached JV for a season at East Bay, but I got the job um, from Mrs. Morris. I don't know was she was she your principal when she when you were there? No, oh, short lady. No, uh, no, no. I think yeah, I think she wasn't there. I don't remember that name. I, yeah, I think she had just left. But she had hired me uh, to give me a chance. I was a young guy, and that's how I kind of got my my foot in the door. Hmm. And then uh, the rest is history. Yeah. Who coaches at East Bay now? Uh, do you remember the coach at Plant City? His name is Dale Chambers. Mm. We kind of swapped spots, but uh, he's wow. he's the coach there now. Wow! So yeah. like, oh, oh, because you don't you don't coach the women's team there, or do you? No, no, it's the the men's team. Okay, I okay. I, I only took, uh, coached the girls team for those two years at Armwood. But then, oh, okay, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, I've been at Plant City. I've been the boys' coach here the last four years. Oh, that okay. So oh, I always remember to uh, ask this. So what made you leave East Bay to go to there? Yeah, you know, so I, you know, East Bay, I had a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Um, we turned that program around. We changed it around. You know, you got there. We were kind of figuring it all out at that time. Yeah. Um, and we were we were doing the good things, and we had like, some good talent come through there, and. Um, but it was a. I always lived in Plant City. Mm. And it was a. It was. It was about a thirty-five minute drive for me. Right. Um, and I was approached actually a couple of years prior before I went to Plant City to come, and I live right right across the street from the school. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes go. a difference. Yeah, but it, it, that made a huge difference. But in 
Plant City around here is one of the last community schools. So it's really cool to see like my own kids and their friends and they're growing up. A lot of, a lot of people are from Plant City, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's one of the last community schools in, in our area. So that's kind of cool to be a part of too. Oh, did your wife switch from East Bay as well? She did. She actually went to Durant for a few years, oh. but now she's at Plant City with us. Oh, okay. Um, and I, and I, I'm mistaken. I'm, I've been at five years. This will be my sixth year at Plant City. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting old, man. All these numbers. <laughs> Wait, you're the math teacher, so you're supposed to be good with that. I uh, know. I should be on top. I should be on top of that. Yeah. Um. So, in your opinion, what does it take to become a good coach or a great coach? I would say. Oh my gosh, you know. I hear so many people, but like the biggest that talk about this, but the biggest thing is that you're always learning. Like you can never be too um, proud or proud, I guess, like prideful. Right. Is it, is it coaching? I think it's one of those coaching sins. Like you, you're always learning. You're always adapting. You know, the game is, is always evolving. Um, you know, I'm even, it doesn't seem like that go long ago, but 15 years ago, you wouldn't see the amount of three shot that you do now. Right. Uh, you know, so the game is always evolving. So you have to evolve as a coach. I think that's what makes the great coaches great. Um, you know, you, you change with the time, you change with the players. Um, and that's what keeps you in the business as well. Um, who is your favorite coach to obtain knowledge from? Oh, man. Um, shoot. You know, I was always a huge Billy Donovan fan. Uh, but that's my Gator uh, allegiance. You know, I always, mm. always loved love the stuff you know um i i just i just get immersed in all of it to be honest with you uh but if i would have had to pick you know certain certain things but uh my name's slipping my head but uh boston's head coach right now uh, brad, stevens. Plays. brad stevens I, he's like a genius with uh after timeout plays and yeah and how he dissects you know I, I love watching watching what he does after a timeout um, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan actually after uh, watching the uh, Jordan series of, of Phil Jackson again, you know, I, I didn't, I don't think I've ever appreciated him more until I watched that, that documentary and, you know, how he had to handle so many different talents, right. but, um, there's so many to be honest with you it really is. I, I'm a basketball junkie. I'll watch basketball all day long. So <laughs> all levels. Who, who do you think is the best coach of all time? If you could, of if you can time? do it. If you can do it, oh man! <laughs> Look, listen, I like I said, I, I really feel like Phil. Really, know, really, yeah. I mean, he he was able to get the greatest player in the world to buy into his system. Hmm. You know, it's it's. I think that doesn't get enough credit. You know, MJ was was doing whatever he wanted to before Phil got the reins, and then you know he told him, "Hey, you're not going to be as completely successful until you." You know, you got to play within a system. So, I think just Phil Jackson's X's and O's, but also just his his mentality of of dealing with his players. I mean, it's fantastic. What do you What do you say to people though that like will downplay that? They'll just be like, "Well, he did the same thing with Kobe and Shaq, and he's just lucky that like a lot of sure. people all you have to do is not mess it up." But isn't sure. that hard to do? That isn't it hard to manage Dennis oh, Rodman? <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, who's <laughs> Here's the thing: the NBA, they're all very talented. Right. I mean, yeah, Kobe and Shaq and you know Jordan, but you know they're all extremely talented. And you know what separates them is is the difference. You right. know, and he was a part of that separation. So you can say what you want, 
uh, about, you know, yeah, he's had great players, but so has a lot of other coaches mm-hmm. and they didn't get it done. So, you know, uh, but it's, a, it's an argument. It's tough to, to argue with, you know, you can always go, go there and say, Hey, he's a lucky guy. <laughs> uh, but pop, I, I'm a big oh, fan yeah, of pop, yeah, yeah. as well. Right. Uh, I love pop. I think, you know, he's old school, but he really isn't. I think he just plays that off. Like he is. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I, really I feel don't. like he's super nice. He's, Low key, yeah. he just doesn't like reporters yeah. in interviews. <laughs> right, right. Third quarter I think he, <laughs> yeah, I think that fits into his ego really. But I think he's a player's coach. I just don't think people give that enough uh, credit to him as well. But he's a, uh, you know, I just I just see how he interacts with his guys, and that t- that tells me everything. How do you continue to get better as a coach? You're always learning, man. You 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 got to watch film. Like you gotta you gotta study. You gotta read. You you know you watch you watch those that are doing it well and you try to take down. And then I think the biggest thing for me is that I learned is that you get all this information though, but you still have your group and your group is different than anybody else's. So you still have to figure out what's going to be work best for your team, especially at high school too. You know, I know guys that are always stuck in the same, they always do the same thing. Right. And it always shocks me. It's like, why are you always doing the same thing? Because you don't have the same players. Your your players are different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you always have to adapt and, you know, it's lear- it's a learning curve, man. It really is. And, you know, you you try some new things and then you you adapt, you adjust. Um, you know, there's things that I go back and I save all my practice plans and I look wow. back and I'm like, man, I haven't done that drill in years. <laughs> you know, it's like I forgot about that drill, but it's it's because I'm I'm always adjusting, I'm always thinking of things new and, and seeing what other people do. Um, have you ever thought of coaching at the next level? I have, you know, but, um, you know, with, with my two boys and, and, you know, they're going to be in high school right now. I'm a sophomore. Uh, that's got to make you feel old. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he, yeah. He's, a, he's a sophomore now. And, uh, you know, he played JV last season. And then I have a you – know, my youngest is going to be in eighth grade. So I kind of want to finish them out through high school and then kind of take on that endeavor. Uh, are they Are they good? Now, you can be honest. They may not. They probably not going to listen. So you, you... <laughs> no, no, they're, no, they're, they're not bad. They're not bad. See, my oldest, uh, he was kind of behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was born to heart condition. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So he was he wasn't cleared to play competitively until his seventh eighth grade year. So that was oh, his first man. year. He really got to play competitive basketball. But he's really really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting better. He loves he loves the game. Um, he's just behind on the, you know, physical and how you have to compete in, you know, tough games. Right, uh, right. Because he just hasn't, he just hasn't been around it enough. Yeah. And my youngest is, you know, he's he's pretty good, but he's, he, I don't know how he and I are going to get along. We're, we always butt heads. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know how that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how do you balance work as a teacher and then work as a coach? That's a great question. Um. You know, I always tell people my job is a teacher first, mm. you know, so that's got to be a priority for me. Um, and I've done a pretty good job with it. You know, you just got to manage time. I think like people think like, hey, you got to make a practice plan, but you got to make a day plan. Like I got to I got to get my my school, my work done. I got to make sure my grades, my, my grades are entered. My papers are graded. Everything has got to get done. And then I can worry about basketball. But I don't that doesn't happen if it's not done with the plan. Like I need a day plan as well as a practice plan. And uh, I've done a pretty good job with that, of juggling those two things. But 
that's definitely that's a priority for sure. Now, bran- branching off that, how is it balancing mm-hmm. family life with work? Like, if you have to come home and then you got work at home as a teacher, and then you're supposed to sure. watch film on that other on that yeah. other team that you're supposed to face and then making the practice plan. Like, how are you, how many hours do you have in the day? And then you still got to, you know, run around and practice yeah. with the kids and you got to yeah, give wife, you know, you got you to say, Hey, you got to say hello to her too. So here's the bottom line. And I, I don't do what I do without my wife being completely on board and understanding. I mean, she's been a rock and support the whole time because of what you just said, I would come home, especially when I was at East Bay, you know, so I, if I had like a late practice five to seven, then that means I'm not getting home until like eight. Mm. And then I'm usually I'll eat and then I'm watching film and I'm thinking about what the next thing is going to be, you know? So it's a definitely a lot of time that needs to go into so many different avenues and you got to manage it well. And if you don't have an understanding why for a significant other, it doesn't work. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, but that was one of the other reasons making the move being closer to yeah. home was really important. So it made it a little easier for me to go to like my kids, little league games and rec games and things like that. Uh, which do you like more teaching in the classroom or coaching basketball? Oh gosh. I mean, I like, I love the kids, but there's nothing like a basketball game right. practice. I mean, I just, I, that, that <laughs> die for that. You know, I, There's no, there's no feeling like it, you know, mm-hmm. you you have a great win or, or just you get a great practice even. And the kids are all in and they're diving on the floor and, and they're giving their all. And, you know, if I can get a kid to run through the wall, man, that's that's just an awesome feeling. Um, you know, but the, I, I really do enjoy teaching. I enjoy, enjoy seeing the different types of students and different types of kids. And that's, I think that's why my new position I'm really excited about doing because um, I'll be able to see a little more, even more kids. What – have you implemented from basketball that you use in teaching and what have you implemented from teaching that you use in basketball? Oh yeah. You know, motivation wise, I, I'm a coach, man. So I'm in the classroom, you know, teaching like a coach, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm always motivating. I'm always trying to find something, you know, to stay positive and, and uh, especially with math, you know, it's, it can get, it can get tough and kids can get discouraged before even, you know, the class starts. Right. You know, because they just, they just hate math. So just to try to find that. So I take little coaching strategies and, and try to implement that in my classroom. And then at the same time, you know, I take stuff that I do in the classroom also on the court, you know. I, you got to break down things. You got to be a teacher on, on the court, you know. And you got to find – sometimes a kid doesn't learn – the way you're doing it, you have to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're a visual learner. You got to implement some cones. Maybe you got to put some tape on the floor. Maybe you got to do different things. You got to get out of your comfort zone because these kids are different learners. And I've definitely taken that side of that from being a teacher onto the court as well. So definitely goes hand in hand for sure. Um, what do you focus on when you're a coach as of a basketball team? Do you focus on like, bettering this person becoming a better man or a woman when you teach basketball making them the best basketball player or is it kind of a combo of both like how do you balance that because of course you want your team to be well you want the kid to do well but like you know you may have that troubled kid that like maybe he's not going to play college basketball but maybe i can just make this guy that he's on the edge of either dropping out or something like that and like i can make this guy a better person so not just beyond basketball he's going to be a better person too yeah absolutely yeah i mean I never go into the season and I know like 
I never put wins as a priority ever. I just never, I've never have, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think if you do the right things, I think if you're running a good program, the wins will come, it, it, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to win more than you lose. That's what I always say. So I never put that as a priority. You know, everybody wants to win a championship, right? Everybody wants to, you know, that's everybody's goal, but you got to be way well beyond that, especially at the high school level. It's well, it's way more than that. You want to raise good kids and, you know, you do have a lot of kids that are without, you know, they're in a single family home, you know, they got all kind of troubles and issues and you just want to be there for them and support them and, and show them that, you know, they can get out of their situation if they put a little work in or do the right things and because they're all going to be faced with tough decisions. And so those are the things that I try to look to do forward. I always look at the, the player first, you know, the basketball comes second. It really does. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do what's right for the kid first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you you know, you, you, you set your program up and you try to, you know, to walk that talk and, you, you know, <laughs> there's going to be tough decisions and there's going to be tough moments. Um, and, but you, you just hope when it's all said and done, you know, five, 10 years later, they're calling you and you're, you're talking to them and you're talking about their kids and, and life and they're doing well. Right. So that's, that's a win in my book. Um, how do you make best use of the budget given by the school for basketball? Like, what do you, how do you use that <laughs> the best way? <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've gotten it down now to where I know a certain amount, like I got to get and raise, you know, around three to five grand a year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of about my spending, you know, and that's getting kid, they got all the guys, some shoes, some gear, you know, that's able to get us into a couple tournaments and some travel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've done some things where I've gotten the advertisement fundraising and when you do it a while now, you get it all, all, uh, all situated so it made it, it made it a lot easier but in the beginning it was definitely tough you know mm-hmm. you, you you try to do too much with fundraising and and you wear yourself out mm-hmm. and you and you, you just got to find those those things that work and um you know at east bay i you know i had some good parent involvement but not the greatest you know east bay was a tough school in the sense that a lot of people weren't from there you know they were they were moved around and there wasn't a lot of people that were from Apollo beach right. that went to East Bay, you know, plant is a little different. You know, I got a, a lot of people from there. So it's a little easier to fundraise because they're, they're more willing to, to contribute because they're alum. They went to plant city. They want to give back, but less is more in that situation for sure. Mm. Um, less is more. Wh- what do you look for in assistant coaches and how important are they in the success of oh, the team? They're huge. They're huge. Uh, you remember Coach Allen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Co- uh, and Coach O'Gero and Coach Bird. Coach Bird, yeah. So Coach Allen was – I called him my Yoda, but, you know, you you need guys to challenge you as a head coach. Mm-hmm. You need them – you know, yes men to only go so far. I don't need someone to agree with everything I say. So, you know, my I always have conversations with – my assistants and some of them have taken some time to figure that out. You know, you don't always have to agree with me, but we have to have conversations. Hey coach, this is what I think. And this is what we should do. So we should work. And I always tell them, I said, listen, I'll, I'll listen to everything you say. Now don't take offense if I don't do what you say, but I'm, it, it matters, you know? So you, I always, always think you need, you need guys that are challenging, but then you need guys that are walking the same path as you. Like your staff has got to have, you've got to have the same goal, the same mindset, or it doesn't work. 
Like, if you got an assistant that's, you know, undermining you and saying this and that, it brings the, the team down, and you're just less effective. So you need a coach that's going to challenge, but you guys have always got to be on the same page. you got to have the same path. Hmm. What are some keys to becoming a great basketball player? Great basketball player. First and foremost, it's got to start with a mindset. I think that is most important because I think the guys that are – they're just God-given good, you know, that's fine. But what's going to separate you? Are, are you grinding? Are you getting up early? Are you getting extra shots up? I mean, it's proven over and over the guys that work hard, the guys that work on their game, you know, when no one else is working are the ones that are better, period. Uh, you know, I, I had a guy, Matt Simpson, at Plant City who, you know, sophomore year, I think he was maybe 5'9", a buck, buck 30, okay? <laughs> Five nine buck there. I think he ended up graduating at six foot, but around one seventy five, one eighty. He ended up winning Hillsborough County Player of the Year, but he worked harder than anybody else. He was in the gym. He was lifting. He was getting extra shots up. He was before practice. He was after practice. He just put in the time, and he didn't tell anybody about it. He didn't post on social media like, "Hey, look at me." He just did the work, and uh, you know that's what it takes, man. That's what it takes. And it all, and to get there, it all starts with the mindset. You got to have it. What do you advise your players to do to be better at balancing academics and basketball? You got to prioritize things. Um, and the, the biggest thing, it's so easy to get caught up in everything else. You know, when you start having relationships as well, that starts to tug away at your time. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just the bottom line, you know, when you get that factor in pl- involved, but then other factors, I mean, you can get lost on Instagram, you go scrolling down, you're like, well, damn, we're 30 minutes, <laughs> right. you know, you know, so it's just got to prioritize. I mean, do you really want it? Um, I read a Urban Meyer's book just a couple of weeks ago. It's called Above the Line. Great book. Uh, but he calls calls a, a 10-80-10. And he's, he, he says this is about your business or teams. This is what he's felt over the years. He says that the top 10, the elite, you know, those guys – you know, they don't need anybody else telling them what to do. They're going to be elite no matter what. Those are the top 10. And then you got the 80%. Those are the people that are going to come to practice, clock in, clock out. They ain't going to do nothing extra. <laughs> right. They're just going to be, you know, they're, they're yeah. going to be, they're going to be there. And then you got the bottom 10. Those dudes are the cancers, those guys that are, you know, they're going to complain. They're going to make excuses. You know, and he said, he's like, listen, I don't worry about either one of the 10s. I worry about the 80s and I try to make them the tens, the good tens, you know? So you just, you just have to have a mindset, man. And, and, uh, and prioritize some certain things. And if you want to be good or you want to be great. What should, uh, incoming freshmen focus on going into high school? Oh man. That's a, that's a great, great question. Great questions, man. (laughs) Um, you know, incoming freshman is one of the toughest things, especially if you're a pretty good basketball player. Because I think people lose sight of it, you know, when you're younger like that, you got to be really darn good mm-hmm. to play varsity, really darn good. Because you're playing potentially with 18-year-olds, you know, you're playing right. with men and you're coming in as, you know, 14, barely 13, or, you know, barely 14 to 13. It's tough. Um, so I think the biggest thing with freshmen coming in is, you know, don't overthink it. Work. And don't be afraid to ask the tough questions to your coaches. Like, 
hey, what do I need to work on? What do you th- what do you use my game standing? You know, what so those are my things as freshmen because I feel like when a freshman comes in and they're not playing right away, they get discouraged. Right. And right now you see a big trend of kids transferring and all this other stuff. And it's just tough. This is tough. Um, what do you think players need to do to make a college team? Oh, see, now college, what a lot of kids don't understand is everybody can score when they get to college. Like everybody was a first team conference player. You know, everybody was, you know, a good player. But what separates everybody that gets that playing time is the guys that are able to defend and defend well. Um, you know, so that gets more prioritized. And I think I, I've done a pretty good job as a high school coach as preaching that defense, no matter what, will always come first in many college programs. You know, they're going to find guys that score. But, you know, for you to get playing time, you you got to be able to defend your position. Uh, favorite basketball moment as a player and as also as a coach? Oh, favorite moment as a player um, – would have to be my senior year of high school. Um, there was a guy was that we're playing against was at Robinson High School. His name was Desmond Allison. Mm-hmm. He went to the University of Kentucky, and he was one of the first guys to start at Kentucky as a freshman. Oh, this wow. was 90, 99. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't that wasn't a norm like it is now. Now it's no big deal, you know. But he was one of the first guys to start. Anyways, uh, I'm coming down, and I I give him a little in and out crossover and uh i go by them and, and, and score and i still got that on film so that's one of my uh, favorite high school moments uh, you know crossing a d1 kentucky player um but then coaching man you know that's a, such a tough i have a bunch of moments but winning securing our first winning season at east bay uh that win was huge you know, because when I got there, East Bay hadn't had a winning record. When was that? Was the... I there or was I not there yet? I or think you would just, yeah, you 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 were just coming in. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, so we we got the win, and it was just a huge feeling because East Bay hadn't had a winning season since uh, the 60s. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, remember yeah. That. So that was a big moment, and when we won the district title, uh, you know, that was awesome. Uh, great moment. Um, I would say, you know, those, those, those games there, my first district title at Plant City was a pretty big special moment there. Cause you know, Plant City hadn't won a district since the nineties. Mm. So, you know, I've been part of two programs kind of turning things around and getting it back on track has been, it's been fun altogether, to be honest with you. What um, is the farthest you've gone in the playoffs so far? Regional finals. We, we we lost in the uh, at East Bay. Where I was one away from the state semis. Oh. We got uh, we got knocked out by Kasimi Osceola, who ended up went, losing in the state championship game. But um, we lost in overtime. We had a chance. The kid missed a layup. I felt so bad for him. Dang. At the end of <laughs> overtime, yeah. Dang. You talk about moments. Uh, th- that young man. As I, I left the next next year to go to Plant City, and uh, we go back to play East Bay. He was still there, and uh, the young man that missed the layup was being recognized in the program, and he was asked a question, what was one of his high school moments that he remembers, and he put missing the layup down. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's got to be, like, 
<laughs> Such a ter- terrible feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, top ten players of all time in the NBA. Oh man. <laughs> oh, top ten in the NBA. Okay. Uh, well, no, no particular order. I'll go. Uh, go MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Wilt. Uh, then go Magic. Um, who am I missing here? Bird. Yeah, I'd probably put Larry on there. Um, what's the other Magic guy? I can't or the Celtic. Oh, uh, Bill Russell. Russell. So I got Russell, Will, Larry, Magic, Bird. Kobe, LeBron, yep. MJ. Seven. You got seven. Oh, man. That's such a tough one. Shaq? Shaq? See, I got a lot of resentment to Shaq because I was a huge Magic fan before he <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah, you got to put Shaq in there. Probably put Shaq in there. Um, you got two spots. Oh, man. What about Tim Duncan? Ones. Tim Duncan? That's Five chips. He does. He does. Um, hmm. Like to me, I like, I like the somebody. Is better, but Tim has five rings, so I don't know if I can argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Akeem is different, though. See, Akeem, I feel like he only got his two chips because MJ didn't play. So if MJ plays those two those two years, he doesn't get them. <laughs> but then, like, remember we talk about how they would show interviews with MJ talking about how they couldn't stop him during the regular season. They were six and right. one version. So. But maybe in the finals, that's different. Like, maybe yeah. they're also scared because it's, like, so much pressure. They got to try to beat the people that, that that never lose. Yeah, it was weird. Houston never could get that get by. The years when they, when they, they were in, right? Yeah. And they basically Utah had the same team, right? Yeah. 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 It's it very strange. Oh, man. I don't you know two spots, man. I'll leave them up to you. Those are, those are my eight right now. <laughs> trying to think. Oh, but you didn't, you didn't say, uh, what about Kareem? Oh yeah, Kareem is no doubter. Yes, but I, I, yeah, Kareem is a no doubter. Wilton Kareem are no doubters. I think those guys don't get enough credit. Uh, Bill Russell for sure. You know, I'm trying to think, like I'm, who's that? <laughs> we are forgetting somebody, and I'm trying to think who yeah. was usually up in. Oh, oh no, you already put Kobe. Mm. Yeah, I I just go. With, I'll go with Tim Duncan. I like I like I like Tim Mr. Duncan, yeah. with Tim Duncan. Yeah, I'll get out my that around on my ten. A lot of big, a lot of bigs in my ten. <laughs> I, I I don't like that position stuff. It's like the All Star game. It's like, nah, give me who the best yeah. people are because usually the best yeah. can play more than one position anyway. Oh yeah, and it's a you know basketball has changed so much. You know it's positionless. When you got a guy like Kevin Durant who's able to do what he does at his size, is just, just stupid. Who who's your uh, favorite team to watch in the NBA right now? Favorite team in the NBA to watch? Uh, I was always a huge Golden State fan. I'd stay and watch them oh, play because no. I just enjoy. Coach, I, just enjoy oh, I just enjoy how they move the ball. No, that, that's true. When I tell I people enjoy, to watch basketball, I say go watch them, but I don't yeah, like them. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Uh, but I enjoy watching them play. Like I said, I, wa- I like watching Brad Stevens and the Celtics, and I like what he, what what they do. I enjoy. I enjoy watching watching play, but I've always enjoyed recently, like I said, the Warriors games. But anytime LeBron's on, I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I think the LeBron uh, debate has always cracks me up. I'm like, just enjoy the guy. 
Yeah, I, I always feel like it's like uh, people are going to like who they like. You know, there's the people that still right. are like Bill Russell's the best player of all time because that's who they, make an who, who yeah. they grew up with, you know? So it's like, yeah. I think I think the more probably proper one is like, who's just the best of that era? And because yeah. that's, that's how it's going to be. You know, there's always going to be that one dude that dominates during that time. And you can't teleport people. You can't be like, well, if they were raised during this time, they'd be to do this. You know what I mean? It's like, I think the greats would adapt no. to the era and, you know, that's what you're going to do. But every era has that one guy that's just better than everybody else, wins a bunch of championships. It's, you know, that's how it goes. No doubt. No um, doubt. Who do you think is going to win the chip this year? If you had to put your money on it. No, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, you know, with the delay, I, I give it to LeBron, to be honest with you. I really right. do. I think it, you know, gets those guys healthy. I think in a short run, I think they can get it done. So, you know, I don't – that's a tough one, man. Because <laughs> the, the way the way uh, Giannis and they, those guys were playing, I mean, they were, they were rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now it's th- kind of taking their momentum away. I don't know how they're going to come back, but we'll see. And last but finally, what are your future goals? To be honest with you, I want to see my kids go off to school, get to college, be successful, you know. Um, you want them out the take house. Take care of my family first. Yeah, no, <laughs> take care of my family. Yeah, you know, I want to – you know, you live through a kid, you know what I mean? You know, I'm sure your dad's proud of you and, yeah. and success and success. I mean, that's that's what you want to see. Right. You know, my goals are just to make sure they're they're better than I am. Um, you know, but personally, you know, I like I said, I'd like to I'd like to try to get into coaching college and 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 see how I do there. I feel like I could recruit really well, especially in, in, in the southeast. I've I've made a connection right. with AAU teams and things like that. So I feel like I know enough people. But, uh, you know, those those would be my goals, man. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say, you know, uh, I've, all the coaches, I've had two favorite, and both was you and then my coach when I went up to New York City. But you're still my number one. Yeah. I feel like um, the reason, at least to me, while I asked, would you coach at the next level? Because I feel like not just the X, you know, some coaches, it's like they're very one-track man. They were like, they're good right. at the X and O's. They're a player's coach. You know, maybe they do a lot of skill. And I think, like you said, you're not afraid of having assistant coaches that may bring other stuff to the table and challenge you. And then you right. have a rapport with your players long-term, your players coach, right. and you also X and O's, and you're always not afraid to adapt to the times. And I think you have too many coaches that they may have a bunch of wins on their plate, but they don't get to that elite, like we win a bunch of titles, or I have players that go on and develop and continue as men and as and as athletes too because – they kind of just stay in whatever era they were in. Like, that's how they're going to run their team and they run their franchise. Right. It's just like, you know, they're closed-minded. I don't think you are. So, you know, basically what do you got? Five more years and then you can yeah. put in that resume, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly, it, man. But it, I, I appreciate having you on. It was it was, it was was an honor. It was, it was great catching up. Yeah, um, man. Uh, hey, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Like I said, <laughs> good talking to you. Like, tell tell your mom and dad I said hello. I will tell tell your tell your wife Khalil said hi. I don't know if she's gonna remember me though, but she does. She <laughs> does. I, t- I, t- I told her you hit me up. We're gonna do this, and she said that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> good deal, man. <laughs> All right, man. You have a you have a good night. Uh, All right, and, and stay safe. Okay. All right, brother. You too. All right, bye bye. See. You. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. It it was really a great one. Uh, once again, got more notes to add to my book. Um, I don't plan on coaching basketball like on a uh, 
you know, a school level or college, college or something like that. I was thinking about maybe eventually like AAU, but you know, you never know. I, I've always been inspired being a coach. I, I'm probably going to stick to probably just being strength coach, but I, I, I love hearing from a coach like uh, Billy because it always gets me inspired to push what I'm already doing and add to whatever I'm doing. You know, like he said, you can never stop learning. So I hope for all you coaches out there or players that you really got a good amount of information out there, especially for incoming freshmen or people that are trying to make it to college because you're hearing it from a coach firsthand what you got to do. So stay tuned because I have another great uh, visitor coming on next week. Okay? And remember, stay clean. Peace.